This is Journey Church Podcast. Here at Journey, we believe in encountering God and embracing people. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Because often, we need to purchase stuff for the programs here, for tweens, for other things. Just uh, that, That's why the Walmart up the hill is its one of my favorite places to go. Not, not really, but you get the point. But yeah, so I, I remember... About a year ago, I had gone into this Walmart, and I had seen a person outside. He was carrying a sign. Now, is it very, uh, this had uh, increased during COVID, I noticed, uh, where people were outside of stores and places like that, and they were carrying signs that said, I lost my job, I'm looking for some food, or I need to feed my family, I, stuff like that. So I passed this person, and on the sign it said, uh, I lost my job, and I'm looking for some food. But I went into the store, and I was kind of thinking about that. Um, went out, purchased all of the stuff that I needed to. Was nearing the exit, remembered that there was someone there. But then, I, I thought to myself, oh, maybe I can... I can uh, purchase something for this person. Maybe I can do that. But then there was another thought that came into my mind at the same time. And it was the thought of somebody else can help them. Somebody else can do this. It doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the person that can do that. It can be somebody else's problem. And then I walked away. And I think that that story is a lot, uh, it's quite common amongst us. And it's one of the most dangerous thoughts that can enter into our minds. This thought of apathy. Apathy towards our fellow neighbor. And the call of Christians is to do Jesus' justice in this world. And if we can't do that, then who will? And that is why I believe that this verse changed my life. Micah 6.8 He has shown you, immortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. There are two sides of this coin. Justice is on one side and righteousness is on the other. There's a holy tension between these two ideas that can be competing at times because of how opposite they can be when they're taken to their extremes. On one side, when righteousness is taken too far, it can be far too much about the law. It can be very legalistic about what we should and shouldn't do, and that's, that's it. Uh, but that's why these things have to be held together. I remember a few weeks ago, I had gotten sick, and I had missed a lot of work. I couldn't come in because I wasn't feeling very well, and I couldn't make it to church on Sunday either, so I had all of these feelings of just frustration because I couldn't get the things that I needed to get done finished. I couldn't finish them, and I felt a very strong sense of responsibility towards these things. 
and I knew I couldn't be on church at church, and that frustrated me. I was upset at myself because I desperately wanted to do things that I had done, and I wanted to create. And I accidentally created this false sense of self-righteousness that comes from doing the work of God for God. I was convicted by my thoughts when I, was try- when I realized that I was trying to do things for God to almost prove my, my own righteousness and show that I had self-righteousness. But in reality, we have to accept this grace that comes from God. That co- and that grace and righteousness comes from Jesus. But to continue in righteousness in the righteousness given to us by Jesus, we must do what it requires of us, which is to act justly. We cannot be righteous without justice, and we cannot fulfill God's justice without righteousness. The coin of justice and righteousness has two sides, but it's still connected. It's one unit. It's not separate. Let's be honest. As much as we would like to do it in our own power, uh, we can't save the world. When we act with justice outside of its relationship with righteousness, we get humanism. And this humanism is not operating within the righteousness of God. Where we, humanism is where we look to save the world on our own. It's an admirable goal. And it's something we should all aim for but despite all of that, we can't save the world on our own. We can't change the world without Jesus. Humanism is admirable, but on its own, it can't reach its own ambition. This is why we partner with the redeeming work of Christ. That's why we partner with God in these things. Because He is the one who assists us. He is the one who helps us in this. I tend not to fall into the trap of humanism, but that's because my crutch comes from self-righteousness. But the other trap comes from, the for- comes from forming our own reality in our heads where we believe we are changing in the wo- where we believe we're changing the world when we're sitting behind a keyboard. Or we believe we can change the world without God. The fulfillment of this call from Micah 6.8 comes from our surrender to the righteousness of God given through Jesus. And in, in, in return for the righteousness given to us by Jesus, we are required to act justly. His righteousness and His justice are the only things together that can save the world. We can get caught up in every moment with all of the crises, all of the problems, all of the things that are going wrong in this world. And it's so easy to lose sight of what it actually means to live out justice. We lose sight of what justice looks like because it's so overwhelming. In, our, in us getting caught up, with, we lose sight of justice and we lose sight of what it means to act justly. 
We can post on our Instagram stories, we can write tweets, we can comment on Facebook, but if we, the people of God, aren't doing anything, then what is the point? Let us not remain comfortable for sitting on the sidelines while we watch the world, but let us partner with God in His mission. We must do justice because we've been transformed by the righteousness of God. The prophets and the people of ancient Israel truly understood this well because of the way that uh, they said the words righteousness and justice and the way they defined them. There are two concepts in the Bible here that are in close relationship with each other, righteousness and justice, which are tzedakah and mishvat. And these words are the biblical Hebrew words used to represent them. When we are doing tzedakah, we are doing mishvat. When we are bringing justice, we are acting in righteousness. The definition of both of these ancient Hebrew words are to be understood as complementary, things to be held together. To be righteous is to act out of justice. And justice is the idea of leveling playing field, of bringing people together in this beautiful picture of lifting up the lowly and humbling the proud. This is what the call of the Christian is, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in this world. We cannot see injustices and not act. We cannot see injustices and think this will be somebody else's problem. Somebody else can help these people. No, no. We must think that we must act because this apathy is killing us. Our righteousness requires that we act with justice, that we participate as the hands and the feet of Jesus. I have fallen into the trap of making my own self-righteousness and others have fallen into the trap of wanting to save the world on their own. Don't get me wrong, both justice and righteousness are both admirable goals and things we should strive for and reach for. But righteousness and justice must be held together. These two goals, these two aims must be in relationship with each other in order for them to be effective. So how can we live these things out? The best example that we have is to follow the life of Jesus, who was justice and righteousness to the people around him. Jesus himself lived out justice and righteousness. He was with the widow and the orphan and the oppressed. He was with them and he gave them dignity and he helped them. And he raised the lowly. So then let us be imitators of what Christ has done. Shall the body of Christ stand idly or should we act? Now I know it's a hard calling, but justice looks different for it and it can be different for everyone in the way that we practice it. I know we can't all be Mother Teresa. I know I can't. I'm a student. I'm busy. I have a lot of things going on, but I know that I can't let this apathy destroy my desire that the Lord has given me. 
So can we be fathers to the fatherless? Can we be mothers to the motherless? Though there are those amongst us in our, and in our city that need father figures, mother figures, people in their lives that can step in and help. You can be a transformative person in someone's life. You can change the trajectory of their lives based off of how you live alongside them. You can take them out for a meal once in a while. You can meet with them. You can discuss. Or you can help in the kids' ministry and walk alongside students here at the church. Can we mentor the young? Can we have generational mentorship? Can we have those who have more lived experience mentoring people who have less so that they don't walk into the same pitfalls, so they don't see the same traps and go into them. Can you meet with a young person once a month, twice a month, anything like that, just meeting with them and discussing these things? This is why we have kids' ministry. This is why we have youth ministry. This is why we have tweens' ministry, because we come alongside these kids so we can transform their lives. It changes who they are to know Jesus. <laughs> Parents, can you raise up your children in the way of the Lord so they might not turn from the path of righteousness? These are all ways to fulfill the call of justice. Furthermore, when we see people with signs, when we see people sitting outside of Walmarts, of of, I was about to say targets, but I guess we don't have that in Canada. Uh, Walmarts and shoppers, places like that, let us not ignore them like me or have that apathy in our hearts because we must be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We have to partner with him. For those of us who don't have families or responsibilities of families yet, we can do so much more for this world. Can we partner with organizations? Let's partner with organizations like the Mustard Seed, Salvation Army, and so much more within this city. Let us care for the orphans and the widows in our midst. Let's take the burdens of those who are carrying heavy loads. Let's cook meals for those who are suffering and going through many things. And let us walk with those who are going through the valley of the shadow of death. Can we participate in kingdom partners, as we've been saying? This is why we have this. Let us be the light to the world. So when we, when we go to, when we have organizations in Italy that we're partnering with, we're partnering with the justice of God in that region of the world. When we have the organizations in this booklet that we are with, that is another way of doing justice. And that is why we do Kingdom Partners. So let us come alongside those who are burdened and oppressed and be like Jesus to them. Let us pray with our feet and walk toward action. So then, let us live this transformed life with Christ to carry out a mission of justice to this world. I want to invite you 
if you don't know this Jesus that I've been talking about, this Jesus that transforms our lives and directs us towards righteousness and justice, I want to invite you to get to know him. When I chose to follow Jesus for the rest of my life, he transformed me from the inside out. He changed my life. He changed the trajectory of where I was going. I had been going to church all my life, but I didn't know him until I made this relationship my own with him, until I chose to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. And I want to welcome you into this transformation. I want to welcome you to get to know this Jesus of righteousness and justice. So I want to just pray for you right now. God, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to to be with us, to be our righteousness and justice, that he came down and saved us from our sins. Thank you for redeeming me and setting me free from my sin. So God, I welcome you into my heart to transform me from the inside out. Amen. I'm so glad if you chose to make that life transformative decision today. And we want to walk with you in your decision. So please connect with one of the pastors if you made that decision today. And if you already made that decision a long time ago, I want to encourage you today that we are We are the hands and the feet of Jesus. We are the church, us individually. The church is not this building. The church is not this corporate entity. We are the church. So we must be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And I want to encourage you, if you've had apathy like me in your life, where you let that apathy win out, I want to pray that you'd have that retransformation of your heart, that God would just take over and Jesus would transform our hearts to not have this apathy. God, you just, we, we welcome you into the space. We welcome you into our lives. God, we pray against this idea that somebody else will do something. God, we pray against apathy, against these things that come and attack our mission as Christians. And we want to ask for your presence and your transformative action to take over our lives and change us from the inside out. Amen. And to bring everything full circle with the story I told at the beginning with the Walmarts, Several months ago, I was at a shopper's. There was a person outside with a sign. And I went in. I came out. And the same thought came into my head. The same thought. Maybe somebody else will help this person. But this time, I didn't let it stay there. I went back in. I bought this person a bunch of things. And I gave it to him. I want to encourage you that... We can change. If we've had that apathy, we can be transformed. In the name of Jesus.
Thank you for joining us today on Journey Church Podcast. For more information about our ministry, visit myjourney.church.